Welcome to episode number 43 of The Student Manager. It's Fonger News, and we're in studio with special guests Trevor Garud and Taylor McGee. What's up? Not much, just hanging out. How about you? I'm just chilling. I mean, oh, wait, first we got to give our corporate sponsor oh, there we some go. plug. Guess who our corporate sponsor is? Ooh, is SoCal? Is it a SoCal place? It's food. Ooh. Is it Shorebird? It is Shorebird. Oh, wow. <laughs> it is Shorebird in Newport Beach. You got to ask for general manager Alex. And you guys just went to the Shorebird last night. What did you have? So we went for the, I'm going to botch the name, but the tuna tataki. I don't know if I got that right. You and got then, it right. Okay, good. And then the ahi tuna burger and then the swordfish tacos. Yeah. Pretty and fire. It was It was uh, definitely blew me away. I've never had anything. I've never had swordfish before, so I kind of went oh, in that yeah. little blind. Um, it was it was quite nice. It definitely surprised me. So Trevor is from probably 30 minutes north of Seattle in a town called Everett. He is a junior at University of Washington, and Taylor is a sophomore at the University of Washington. And and I got to give a little background first. Taylor, <laughs> Southern Cal. We're gonna. This is my first Laguna Beach High School student on this podcast. Gotta get them All some right. recognition. So absolutely. <laughs> I don't even know what their mascot is. I know they're kind of like of a maroon color. You though. know, it's kind of lame. No, we used to be the artists, but now we're the breakers. So we got Billy the Breaker. We're just waves uh, now. It's okay. a little sad. You guys are all surfers out yeah, there. Yeah, little, little surfer guys. <laughs> so, and then we have Treb, Treb Dog. <laughs> that I've always him. I met him three weeks ago on, well, we got to talk about that trip on, on this <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah, for sure, but of course. I met him three weeks ago and he had, for those students out there, I don't care if you're in high school or you're in college, this is the second guest back to back that reached out to me and said, I want to come on your podcast. So Trev, if it wasn't for you, Taylor wouldn't be here. And, exactly. I know. Got to bring on some, some great, great guests represent the UW. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> so let's talk about this. Let's talk about, obviously this podcast is here to help the parents and students on the college search and admission process. And I'm sure you guys have two different stories um, to share. And now you're in college and we're going to talk about UW because obviously, you know, my daughter, Sofo, Sofo 23, 2-3 uh, because of Michael Jordan, obviously. Yes. If you, next time you see her, you got to go Sofo 2-3 or just ask her her favorite number. She doesn't even know why it's her favorite number. It just is. It is. So, <laughs> but you it, know. Yes. But we're going to talk UW and we're going to try to sell this campus even more because i've been on over 125 campuses and to this day u-dub is still in my top five <laughs> so and on my last visit there sophia goes why are you walking the campus again she goes you've seen this campus so many times i go i know i just love college campuses therefore hence the podcast so trev what is your favorite thing about u-dub Ooh, favorite thing about u-dub um I honestly will have to go with the Greek life. I just think just being um, the way it's set up and everything, it's much different than everywhere else um, in the nation in terms of Greek life. Moving in uh, to a fraternity or sorority that very first year um, and kind of building a community uh, right away is really, really cool just going in because um, I knew it's just a huge campus. There's a lot of people and it's just great having those people um, like around you and being able to like have that foundation and community right away when you come into such a large place like UW. And you know, that's interesting you said that because when Sophia said we move into the sorority house right away, I'm like, wait a minute, no you don't. Like, you gotta have the, the live in the dorm and meet mm -hmm. your friends and go to the event and then your sophomore year maybe. Yeah. So Taylor, I mean, you, you did the same thing, correct? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm like obviously from out of state and everything and I hadn't 
didn't really know much about UW going into it. I just kind of like, it's like, okay, I want to go here and then like learn later on. Like as I was trying to look for a roommate, I realized if I'm rushing, that's just not what I need. Like I move in right away, which kind of shocked me because it's just so different than like everything else where like my friends were going and stuff. But it was so nice moving in because you just like Trevor said, you immediately make friends and like just makes it a lot less scary and you just mm-hmm. like are thrown into it and you don't really have to worry about it like going on your own because it just makes it like a lot easier for you. But what is your number one thing that stands uh, out with UW? Ooh, probably location because you get like the whole city atmosphere and everything, but you're not in the city, which is really nice. Um, like you can easily get in and out and like go do a bunch of different things, but you have like the full co- college campus and everything and like you're near the water, which is really nice, especially like from Southern California, you're not landlocked or anything. I mean, coming from Laguna Beach, right, was was it, was it Washington your top choice? It was. I was really going back and forth with like two schools and then um, I visited UW and I was like, like, I just immediately knew. I had walked the campus for maybe five minutes and I was just like, I need to be here. It was just kind of like a weird feeling, but. I mean, you can't, that's what I tell parents and students is as soon as you're walking down what is it red hall or crim what was it red square red square Square. and then people don't notice but if you take a quick look to the left and it's a clear day you say not rainier she was out when i visited and i was like i'm sold i have to be here it was incredible and and my daughter always makes fun of me she's like why are you always on the campus because i love walking and just seeing mount rainier because it was a clear day that 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 yeah that rainier vista especially when the fountain's going you can't beat that and what was Trevor's a little bit different because you're from the Washington area, Everett. I mean, that's like maybe in our back back backyard for people that live in Southern California, right? Taylor, everyone wants to go to USC, UCLA, sweatshirt brand schools, right? Yeah, exactly. And like, not all you ain't going to get in there, right? Yeah. So, where, 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 oh, that's a whole thing here. That's a whole oh, other yeah, conversation. Sure. Listen to all the other podcasts. We go off on the sweatshirt schools. Do we not? Do we not, Murph? Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I don't I think I've ever had anyone from UCLA or USC on. Because we try to promote these other schools. Yeah, the other yeah. schools. Pac-12. Yeah. Okay, so let's yeah. talk about your experience. Washington, was that your top choice? Uh, it was not, actually. Um, it was probably my top three. It was always up there. Um, just having an in-state option was pretty key to me. Um, especially being an in-state student, uh, admissions are quite different up there. I think my graduating class was 520. Um, 520 of us graduated, and I think 120 people probably got into UW, and probably wow. like 95 ended up actually going. So there's 95 kids from my high school at UW. Obviously, everyone goes their various different directions, but it's kind of just a thing that happens, and it's not like, oh, wow, you're the cool guy going to UW if you're up in uh, Washington. It's just like, oh, you're going to UW just like everyone else or Wazoo. Um, I hate Wazoo anyways. Um, so it wasn't my top choice, I would say. It was definitely top three just because being in-state and close to home as well as like the price being in-state is you can't beat it, uh, especially with the quality of education. Um, but it was always like kind of one of my top contenders. What were your other top contenders? Uh, I was between, uh, when it came down to it, after admissions came out, I was between um, University of Chicago, uh, UW, and then Cal Poly Slow. Hey, he said Cal Poly Slow. <laughs> you know, my father-in-law went to Cal Poly Slow, and we had some guests on. That's a phenomenal school. It is a phenomenal Did you ever go visit it? I did go visit it, and I was almost sold right there. I mean, uh, especially coming from Washington, again, just it's rainy and cold. And I was like, wow, somewhere that's 75 plus, like, 
pretty much year round almost. It gets down to the sixties or so. But and it's like, a small little college little town. Yeah, I got the beach right there. I was like, and it's a sand beach. I come from a place with rock beaches. I was like, that's nuts. But I still, I came back to UW in the end. It, eventually, you made a great choice. Be, yeah, I did. Taylor, what were your top considerations? Um, honestly, it was. University of Oregon and TCU and then UW. So oh my God, you made the different. best choice. I know. I'm not bagging on any schools, but. but I, yeah, I know I made the best choice. I don't even know. Like looking back on it, I'm like, why was I even considering like certain, just for me specifically? Cause like, I don't know. He has his own feelings about University of Oregon. I hate but, Oregon. but you're from Southern California. Everybody applies to Everyone, exactly. TCU and Oregon. Yeah, I just had true. no idea what I was doing. I'm the oldest child, and like my parents really didn't know what they were doing when it came to like college stuff. So I was just kind of like, and I also am very stubborn and just refused help from them. So is she stubborn, Trev? Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of just was like, I need to figure this out on my own. Like they all have like big football and stuff and like Greek life, like all of it. But obviously, like chose UW in the end, and like very very happy with that. How many times did you visit it? Just once? I visited once, and it was like a month before um, Decision Day. So okay, it this was is very like... Totally off topic. Did you go to that Mission Viejo uh, when the missions, when Joseph Franco spoke, and we were like at a church? Or I don't think so. Okay. This was... I remember going there when you dubbed, so I met a bunch of okay. all these students and parents at, at that time. Um Totally side topic. That's why we just have these <laughs> casual conversations. All right, let's go specifically into Laguna Beach High School. Okay. Coming out of high school, what was your ACT or SAT? Um, so I did the ACT, and my like my super score was thirty two, but my normal score was thirty. Um, but I mean, like coming from my high school, that was just like average, pretty average, because like my friend like sort of thirty six, like the first or second time they took it, and I was just like, well. Not going to beat that, but I don't know. Like, everyone has tutors and everything, which is kind of intimidating, but I'm happy they're getting rid of it. So uh, the the great transition, because we have Trev that's from Washington. Yeah. He's not familiar with this curtain. Yeah. Right? Trevor, completely different down here, right? I, I, everybody does have tutors, part of the sweatshirt brand, right? And their parents, I think, are helicopter parents. Oh, yeah. Right, especially yeah. probably Laguna Beach High School. Not um, any different than CDM and Newport I think Newport it's Harbor. a little less so than CDM and Newport Harbor. And Just, modern day, we got through my other dogs. Yeah. <laughs> well, also private school, which is different for a yes. lot of like the, I don't know. But I think Laguna is a little less so. Just, I don't know why, but just like a little less so. But still very much like tutors to get into here, here, and here. Just kind of depends. But The rigor of your schedule, AP school, uh, classes? I only took a few. I just wasn't terribly interested in a lot of the APs. Like, I don't like math in my school. Like, I don't want to take AP Calc or anything. And my school was pretty small. Like, we only had, like, 900 students. So my graduating class was, like, 230, I think. Somewhere okay. around there. But the, like, AP classes that were offered just weren't very many. And that's amazing because UW, I tell everybody, that's a, that's a hard school. Smarty pants. And... Agree or disagree? First, I think it was last year, Sophia said, yes, everybody's smart. She goes, but everyone drinks, eats, and study. And I don't know if it's that, that order, but they're there to, they're there, obviously for a reason, they're smart, but they go out, they have fun, and they know how to study. I think that's pretty specific to the Greek system. The dorms are pretty quiet. 
Okay. Yeah. You want to touch on that? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, she can probably touch on it more because she lived in the dorms for well a month. Yeah. EFS. EFS. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know. I think also EFS was pretty. It was definitely more active than normal dorm life, especially because all those kids were rushing for the most part. Like a lot of the people that did EFS did EFS so that they could do rush and everything, like girls and guys. Because I know. I did it so that it'd be easier to rush and everything, but so it was definitely more active then. Like people were always out in the halls and stuff, but now like hearing all my friends who I guess did recruitment and everything their sophomore years, it was pretty boring and pretty dead. Yeah. And then talking to kids uh, this year for fraternities in terms of Mm -hmm. recruitment, um, working as a recruitment chair, I've met, I don't even know how many kids at this point, but a lot of them were uh, now going to be sophomores. So they lived in the dorms that first year. So they're going to be going into their sophomore year. um, And they just did not enjoy it as much as they thought they would. A few of them really, really enjoyed it. Um, A couple of guys who were joining our house this year still have an apartment with their, uh, like, four buddies, like, close buddies that they got to know from the dorms. Um, But we'll be moving into fraternity anyways just because they didn't get to meet a whole lot of people. And it's kind of a unique experience. But I would say overall... Uh, you're very correct on the eating and studying, and then the Greek system kind of emphasizes some other more social aspects of, um, really? of college uh, college life, which is not a big shocker. Yes, because I get calls late, late at night. I'm like, what? She's like, will you walk me home? I'm like, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, so my, yeah. She's like, just stay on the phone with me while I walk home. Yeah. I'm like, okay. That's really yeah. smart. That's, yeah. That's yeah. I go, yeah, I taught you something, right? Yeah. Right? Exactly. Uh, but EFS, did you take EFS, Trevor? I did not take EFS. Because is that just for out-of-state? It isn't. I met a lot of people who were in-state and did it, but the big draw to me was because we're on the quarter system. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to stay at home for the extra month when all my friends were already at school. Thank so you. I when they were at that. Oregon and TCU? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because you're absolutely right. Because we had Sophia do early fall start in August. And to this day, you might even know her. One of her best friends is an AFI uh, that she met at uh, early uh, fall yeah. start. Emmy? It's from- really, yeah. My, one of my best friends who's in his fraternity, um, we met during EFS and it was like, that was definitely the best part was just getting to know a few people before like real right. school actually started right. and everything. And you're right. Cause you want to go in August and not wait until the end of September. Yeah. When do you guys go back? October 2nd? Uh, September, September 30th. Okay. September 30th. We started Pretty a little much. earlier last summer though. We did. We started year. the 26th yeah. last year. So um, not by much. <laughs> yeah. But it's definitely very late, which is tough. And like uh, like you were saying, just being home when all your semester school friends are gone, and you're like, wow, this is this is sad. Like you're just at home with your parents, and you're just like, wow, I have and nothing to do. And all of them are to trying do. to make friends. Yeah, all of them are like right. already meeting people. Like that first year, and you're like, wow, like fake news, looking at all their social media. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, like wow, this looks super fun, but here I am Alone. chilling in my parents' house <laughs> by myself. All my friends are gone. Like, okay, wait. So let's talk about your transition because it's a lot different. Out of state. I'm only familiar with out of state going mm-hmm. to UW as compared mm-hmm. to in state. So, what was like your high school, your rigor, your GPA, your test scores coming sure. out? Um, my unweighted GPA was a 3.98. Weighted was around a 4.3, I believe. Um, test scores, ACT was like a 31 the first time, I think 33 the second time, if I remember correctly. That might have been super score, though. It's been a while. I honestly don't remember that much. Um, but it was around there. Uh, and then, um, so yeah, so then I eventually did make the decision to come to UW, um, and then basically just packed up the car, drove 30 minutes, moved into the fraternity and called it a day. Um, it was pretty relaxing. It was definitely a, um, Mike fell over there. Uh, it was definitely more chill than I feel like trying to 
figure out what you need to pack, especially being out of state, because you can't go home. I remember I forgot a couple of things and like I was there for a few hours, drove right back home, right back all in the same day, made a couple trips, just to make sure I had everything, got to see hi to my parents again after I was only gone for <laughs> two hours. But I mean, that's something that's a, a blessing that I had not being out of state because you obviously just can't hop on a plane, say hi and dip right back. What's your major, Trev? Uh, I'm electrical and computer engineering. Did you go in with that major or have you changed? Yeah, so I um, I have a unique experience with that. So uh, UW does direct to college for engineering. Um, so you get admitted into the college of engineering, but you then pick a major, you have to apply into that. I actually did not get that. Based off my test scores and GPA, I came in very upset because I felt like I deserved direct. I was higher than every other kid I met. Like. For, I met a ton of people. I was like, wow, how did I not get this? But I was just pretty upset. But it definitely motivated me to just work harder during those first few quarters. And then I applied in competitively into my major. So I got in my freshman spring quarter because um, I had enough credits through AP classes to be able to apply in. And T. McGee, what about you? What's your major? So I'm planning, I haven't yet applied. I applied this fall, but I'm planning on doing political science with a minor in environmental studies. Okay. I have no idea what I want to do with it, but that's the plan for now. <laughs> so let me give you advice that I tell every college student, all right, and especially now being in the business world, it doesn't matter what you major in unless you're like going to be a doctor or yeah. attorney. What you do, like start something, finish something, get your degree. And I always I tell my daughters and my son, it's all about networking. Yeah. Right? And and I'm gonna, I'm not saying this because you're here, Trev, because I met you on the boat ride. Yeah. I go, Sophia. Trev's gonna do something in the world. I go, I like him. I mean, we, we met Bennett. That's yeah. really not his name. You know about who Bennett oh, is? Benson, oh, yes. Benson, yes. <laughs> she goes, his name's not Bennett. That was He's quite good, Bennett. though. I, I still call him to that. Like, call him that. I called him that the other day. I was like, Bennett. I was like, it got a nice ring to it. Like, it does. Fonger was onto something. That's pretty nice. I could see him as a Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always about, like, what, what would you major in? Just start something, finish something. Yeah. All right? Because typically, if you go ask any of your parents or the parents' friends what you do, is that what you majored in? Yeah. Most likely not, okay? So let's talk about some things that you can do to have fun in Seattle, and why don't we transition? What can you do in Seattle when it's nice and sunny, Ooh. August or September? Oh, definitely. So things, yeah, there's honestly. a lot of things. Um, one of our favorites, it definitely was a little, uh, because of COVID, couldn't do it as much, um, was go down to the Montlake Cut uh, right at the bottom there of, of campus, probably a 15, 20 minute walk from the Greek system. Just hop in the water, um, hang out there. This, they got a nice little uh, ledge, I guess. You can just sit up there, chill there, and jump in the water and just kind of hang out with a bunch of friends. And it's definitely a really solid spot to get swimming and gets it, nice and warm. It sounds kind of unappealing unless you've seen it. Cause when you say like, just like a little ledge, it's more of just like a scene. It's, it is a whole kids. scene. There's a I've seen of, pictures. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You can fit so yeah. many people there. And there's just the boats keep driving by, so they all wave at you. Sometimes they throw some some cans at you out, uh, <laughs> off the boats, and you can catch them and swim out. Yeah. And it's always a race to see who can get to the beer can first. And it's always <laughs> it's just super fun getting to hang out there. So what is it like? And I think January, especially being from Southern California, tell my audience, my followers, because. I don't think there was a day of sun in January of this year, correct? Yeah, it was. I was really nervous for it at the beginning. I was excited because I was like, oh, I've never experienced rain. It'll be so much fun. And it was. Like, I liked it. Kind of a nice change up and everything. But I was really nervous, like, going into winter quarter that I was just going to be really sad. But I was so busy with school and, like, trying to make friends and everything. Because, like, as a freshman, you just want to get out and meet people. 
So I didn't really have time to be sad. I kind of was just always busy and trying to keep myself busy and doing different things and going out and doing things. So that definitely helps. So my one piece of advice from if you're going to a different climate or anything that you're worried about, just find something to keep you busy and active, I guess. And I tell people this and let's see how you describe it and analyze it. The rain in Seattle, the rain in UW, because it's not Southern California rain. So Taylor, being from Southern California, how do you describe the rain? It's more of just a mist in Seattle versus, I swear, California's like torrential downpours for like an hour and then it's like sunny two hours later or something or just cloudy for the rest of the day. But you'll just be walking through campus in UW and it's just like misting and you're like, how am I all of a sudden just like wet in class right now? Like my face and all my clothes are just soaking wet. But, or not soaking, that's a little bit of exaggeration, but it's a lot different. And Trev, you're from the Pacific Northwest, so it's natural to you oh yeah it's definitely natural uh my biggest uh my biggest advancement i made this year was i I purchased a pair of waterproof shoes that was uh absolutely huge um just that's the first time i walked outside that much and i was like wow i remember last year um my freshman year uh, i was like this sucks my converse are always just soaked so i was like all right waterproof converse it is stick with the same brand but i mean it was just huge Getting to class and your feet are still still dry, um, that's definitely a game changer. And if I remember when we visited the campus for spring break, uh, when Sophia was visiting, mm. I said, do not get an umbrella. I go, you're gonna look like a buffoon. <laughs> and it was like, because it, it's it, it's a spit, that's the yeah. way I call it. But, right, am I correct? No one wear, uses umbrella. You just put your hoodie on. They're also just really inconvenient. Because if you're walking in like crowded walkways, because that 10 minute passing period is so crowded. Yeah. And if you have an umbrella, you're just in everyone's way. Yes, exactly. exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah, umbrellas definitely get in the way, especially on those small uh, walkers, like she was saying. I remember, I think we'd use, we had one kid who had one. He's from Texas and he brought one up it anyways. Ben? It was, it was yeah. Ben. Yeah, it's her good friend. He, she met from EFS. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think he used it, but we'd fit like five guys underneath it. So it worked for all of us. Um, when you don't have a hoodie, it's big, but I mean, you just, Buy a nice rain jacket, buy some waterproof shoes, and go with on, go on with your day, and you're completely fine. Also, so. waterproof backpack. That's something I didn't realize. Just a yeah. water-resistant backpack, because you have your laptop and papers and everything. And when you get to class and those are a little soggy, it's not very yeah. fun. <laughs> and not only the, the big thing I noticed, and not only at Utah, but like when we were in Madison, is everyone wears yours. Everyone has their... Oh, the hydro flasks. Hydro oh, flasks. Yeah. Goes That's everywhere. Big. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the biggest investment with those is you got to get one. But I threw a little um, little silicone thing on the bottom there because Kane uh, Hall, it's nice 700 and I 720 person lecture hall. I made the fatal mistake of dropping <laughs> it down the metal stairs twice or concrete <laughs> stairs twice all the way to the bottom. Just dum, 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 dum. And I did it once. I was like, oh, that was bad. That was really and you probably crazy. didn't claim it. Oh, no. I just washed it, rolled down. And I was like, all right, I know where it is. I'll get it after class. <laughs> That's and then I did it two more times. I'm like, all right, I got to get something to protect it so it doesn't keep doing that. So I got the little silicone base there so it doesn't fall over. And if it does, it doesn't make as much noise. So you can always make a big campus smaller, but you can't make a smaller campus large, right? Yeah. So Greek life, you you are the recruiter for Kaisai, mm-hmm. yes. correct? Are, do you hold any offices in at Kappa? Um, freshmen don't typically hold office, but okay. this year we'll see what happens. We just went through recruitment and everything, but that's pretty much everyone has a part in that versus the fraternity rush and everything. So if a female's listening and a male's listening, high level, how are you gonna sell them? 
I think we had this conversation on the yeah. boat. So you want to hear a pitch? Do the high-level pitch because we don't need to hear that. High-level pitch? Like it, um, yes. The high-level pitch right now, I want to be in a fraternity Greek yes. system. Oh, just the pitch on overall Greek system? Uh, uh, yes. Just for, okay, sure. Uh, I think the biggest pitch is you're not going to find anywhere else on campus that will push you to excel in kind of every single way of your life, uh, whether it's athletically with uh, going into like athletics with the fraternity, uh, going to intramurals, playing like sports and games with them. That's huge. It's getting guys always going down to the gym. Um, another way is academically. We The resources and stuff are quite outstanding. Uh, we have all sorts of like files from previous tests, things like that, as well as just free textbooks. I haven't had to buy a textbook once. Um, free printing, free other academic resources, uh, as well as just like the mentorship, as well as the social life. You kind of get the balance of the big three, I'd say, with that athletics, academics, and social life. You get uh, pushed and be the best you possibly can in all three of those uh, big ways of life. So Pause there. Now let's go to the sorority life. There's no way I can top that, but I think, God, you really put me on the spot here, Trevor. Um, I think a, a lot of the same ways with um, fraternities, sororities, like definitely help with academics and everything because we have test files. I wish we had textbooks, that'd be really nice, but free printing. Um, I really love living in the house and everything because one, it's cheaper than the dorms, food is better, and you get to be with your best friends all the time. And definitely socially, just because you, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but you don't have to put in as much effort to be social and make those friends because a lot of like, a lot of the tough work is done for you, if that makes sense, because you already know you're compatible with all these girls, whatever house you end up in. So that makes it really nice. So why Kappa? For me, when I was just doing recruitment and everything, I, at the end of the day, I was just like, where do I feel the most comfortable? Where do I walk in and I just feel like I can be myself and where do the girls push me to be the better version of myself and everything? And it was a really tough decision narrowing it down and everything, but I just realized when I went into Kappa, it was like a break in my day and I was able to just have a fun conversation and do everything and just feeding off the other girls' energy and everything was awesome. So that's why I ended up there. Trev, here's your chance to sell Kaisa. Oh, yeah. Um, where do I start? That's uh, the real key here. Um, no, I, I came in, I wasn't going to rush and I was just going to hang out in the dorms. I was like, that's fine. Whatever. I didn't really know that much being in state. You definitely know a little bit more about what the social life is down there. Um, but I wasn't completely sure. Uh, then I just, my uncle actually ended up being a Kaisai at the same, um, like the same one at UW, which was huge. So he recommended me to the recruitment chairs. I had pretty low expectations. I was like, there's no way I enjoy this. And I walked in and I just fell in love with the, both the guys. Like they were super cool. They took me out to lunch after and we hung out for probably like four hours. And I was like, wow, that was like crazy. And I was like, oh, I wonder if it's like that everywhere else. And I wanted a few more tours. And I was like, wow, that sucked. I was like, I don't like any, I don't like any of the guys. Like I don't fit in there. And it's just, just all the guys there are super great. Um, just, I fit in with every single one of them really, really vibe with all the guys. And then, um, just all the resources we have. Also, um, just the terms of like connections and stuff. We're one of the only fraternities with a uh, large senior annex in our backyard. Um, so that's a pretty rare thing, I think, is be able to go onto a college campus and immediately know three years of guys ahead of you. So I was really close to some of those seniors. They taught me things that I never thought I would need to learn. I like learned like stock options and stuff like that, trading stocks over like a Monday breakfast with some of the seniors. And I went back to their table every single day after that, just being able to really connect with those guys. Just being an 18 year old kid, uh, talking to 22 year olds who've already gone through the things you're about to go to was just huge for me. Um, that's definitely one of the big reasons I, I signed Kaisai. 
um, as well as just all the other fun stuff. I mean, we've got a nice backyard, and that's all all bonuses, but the guys are what sell the house. And I would have to concur on the backyard because somehow I was allowed in during yes, COVID. Yes, you were. <laughs> and why, were, why was I allowed in, Trev? You're a COVID warrior. <laughs> But no, what were we eating? Oh, we you yeah, we were going into our nice salmon there. We had to let you in. We go out for a nice salmon, a little freshly caught Pacific Northwest salmon that needs to be prepared quickly on the barbecue in the backyard. Yeah, I mean, um, there are some other things to do in Seattle when it's not raining. I mean, you can go fishing. Fishing right? is huge. Hiking is yeah. something you don't realize. The, the quality of hikes there are just an hour away. Um, going to be able to hike like five miles up in the mountains to like a pristine uh, lake. like lake. That's just untouched by man, essentially, other than the other hikers who go up there and go in. It's just perfectly clear. Um, the crystal blue, it's just unheard of. It's granted it's freezing. It's all glacier melt, but it's... it's you got to jump in. You got to jump in. You're <laughs> all sweaty after hiking up there. It's it's great. So normally I, I love to talk about the sports, right? Mm -hmm. And last year you experienced, and you've experienced for two years, but Pac-12 football game day. There's only two stadiums actually on the water that you can sailgate. UW's one of them. Do you know the other one? I'll put you all on the spot. There's one more. It's an SEC school. It's an SEC school? Honestly, I don't know. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know many of their Tennessee. Conferences. Tennessee. Okay. Tennessee is the other one. Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee. You can actually just sail gate right up on the oh. river. It's a river. Okay. Interesting. Okay. But it's not, it, it's, it's not like Lake Union where you can <laughs> actually see. Yeah. So let's talk about the game day experience since... Yes, you're probably surprised. Or now the Big Ten's going to play football, and probably mm -hmm. Pac-12 is like little brother to them, so they'll probably follow. But there's not going to be any students. Yeah. But what is if you get Pac-12 football back? What does that mean to you all? Because obviously, if you're not going to go in the stadium, tell yeah. me, talk to our audience and followers about the game day experience. It's really exciting, especially. Um, I don't know what it was like your freshman year, but this past year, my freshman year, all the games were around like noon or just kind of early in the day. So you'd wake up at like eight in the morning and you're just like, well, everyone in the house is ready to go. The music's blaring. Feel bad for the house mom and everything, but <laughs> the energy is unmatched in the house. Everyone's getting ready in their purple and gold, eating a little breakfast and just kind of head into the alley or wherever we're going and then eventually making it to the game. But And never actually going into the game. You know, Maybe sometimes. for a quarter. Yeah. yeah. I've only stayed for the full game a few times because usually it's really cold. And then you're in like, I don't know. Women have it tough. Talk about this. Trev, talk about the alley. Oh, the alley is great. Um, we, it's basically that little alley behind the main Greek row on 17th. So it's right, right behind there. You can fit, oh, I don't even know how many. Like pretty much everyone in the Greek system kind of goes up there. Um, as well as some other people who aren't there. So I went there for Apple Cup. A lot of my friends from high school, high school came. Uh, it's just a, you can't match that. Just the energy there and just seeing everyone like hanging out because all the other like a lot of fraternity live outs are there. Um, so we like went up on a roof. We got all our stuff just hanging out on the roof, just looking down on the alley as well as just like the houses that have the backs to it. Just unmatched energy and just super fun. Were you guys at the game when the electricity and thunder lightning? Yeah. So that we we walked all the way back. Um, Walked back to the fraternity, came back. They're like, oh, game's on. So we sprint all the way back. Uh, went back to the game. It was super fun. We were kind of just standing there. Um, and then just like super soaked still. Like it was like we pretty much all showered, didn't towel off, and walked back, to, walked back down. Um, and there was this girl, two, I want to say two rows in front of me, just not wearing shoes. And I was like, that is just terrible. Like why would you walk all the way to the game with no shoes, right? I was like, what psychopath is doing that? So I like yelled there. I was like, why, why are you wearing your shoes? 
uh, like what are, I tried to talk. I was gonna go over and talk to her, but I kind of I was like ah, whatever. Uh, and then it turns out um, I met her again in <laughs> November, uh, and here she is now actually <laughs> sitting next to me. Crazy full circle story there. She was a girl not wearing shoes, so you can ask her why she decided to not wear shoes all the way down to Husky Stadium. See, I didn't know how we were gonna bring why you guys are together. This is so awesome because it just happened naturally. Oh, full So circle. by the way, like, if, wow. if you're listening to this podcast, you're like, why is Taylor McGee from Laguna Beach in the studio with Trevor Garud all the way from Seattle? They're both U-dubs. They met at U-dub. They're yeah. dating. They had dinner celebrating how many months? It's about four. It's like four. Okay. But we've known each other yeah. for a long time. Yeah. For much longer than that, so... So why don't you talk about the shoe experience? <laughs> so it was like the end of EFS and we like had went to the game and everything. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, it's canceled. So we ran back and we're like, I guess we'll just hang out. And it's like me and two other girlfriends just hanging out in one of the lounges in McCarty Hall. And our friend, Matt, who's also in his fraternity now, um, ran by and was like, the game's back on. And we like saw them by the elevator and we're like, what? Yeah, the game's on, like get in the elevator. And he was with like five friends. And she's like, what? And for some reason, I didn't have shoes because we were just in the lounge and like going back to our room. So I had like socks on. I still don't know why, if I'm being honest. But we get in the elevator. I'm like, are we actually doing this? Like, I don't have anything. Like, what are we doing? Like, we're going. I'm like, what? So I apparently just didn't have time or like think it would be smart to get shoes. So I just started walking and I was like, wow, we're really, we're really doing this. We're halfway there. I'm like, the socks are off. This is just so uncomfortable. Um, make it through i'm in a t-shirt and sweats it was pretty cold it was still a little little soggy a little damp out and i'm just standing on the metal bleachers no shoes and then we were like taking a someone wanted a picture and then he, i think you ended up taking the picture i think i did take the picture <laughs> and then yeah and then i got yelled at for not having yeah. shoes or not yelled i wasn't at, yelling i was see that, like, that's, why a, you yeah, that's shoes? a great story i know it's we a, didn't realize I did not, in, yeah. No, no, we didn't I, realize until several months later that it was like. Yeah, I was like kind of thinking, I was like, I have no idea who that person is. And I was looking through my Snapchat, it was like pulled up on my Snapchat memories. And it was like, this girl with no shoes. And I look closer, I'm like, wait, <laughs> like, wait a minute. I know who that is. I was like, I knew there was something different. I was like, I knew. There's just a feeling. And then I sent it to her. I was like, oh, wow, look, you were the girl that I yelled at who did not have shoes on. And she's like, wow. This really came full circle. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Great story. See, but don't you love stories like that, Murph? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when you do podcasts, people want to hear stories. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can get in facts and all, you know, you know. Oh, yeah, but there's nothing Maybe to we'll get more them. followers and more Kappa followers and more <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Bennett will want to come on. Oh, we got to get Bennett on. <laughs> Benson would be an You got to get a video with him, though. You got to get that nice mullet out right? of the wind. Get a little <laughs> fan on him or something in the background. Oh. Got to play. He'll listen to this podcast. So let's say Mr. and Miss McGee are coming to Seattle. Where are you taking them out to dinner? Oof. So they only have come into town once just because of everything, but we went to Joey Kitchen in just in U Village because U Village is great for parents because it's obviously directly next to campus and it's very nice versus the Ave, which is definitely more of a student-only area, I would say. But I think now, after being there all summer and everything, I would want to take them to more, like, Places in actual Seattle versus like the U District and stuff, or just I feel like I'd have a better idea of fun places like hole in the wall places to go to. Late night, drunk. Oh, oh I already know. What oh, you're oh say. yeah, easy. Memos. <laughs> memos is perfect. <laughs> no. I love memos with such a passion. It's 
What kind of foods memo? It's okay. So to preface it, to preface it, it's twenty four hour, twenty four seven, not even twenty, just twenty four seven Mexican food. Oh, a little two a.m. memos run is perfect. We have some great stories from uh, lately. Actually, they opened up the nice garage doors, and there's like some tweakers trying to like climb in. The memos dude goes with like a broom, and he's like pushing them out the window. I'm like. What in the hell is going on out here? So now we've deemed it the memos exclusion zone because we just basically no rules exist there. Like, I don't know what rules they have in None. general, but it's just, it's not like a restaurant. It's like a, I don't even know. It's just, it's just very Trev, unique. It's you're going to have to listen and follow Fonger News. I don't know when I'm going to post it. I yeah. did like a whole um, extravaganza of all my places I eat on the app. Yeah. And my late night, was that memos? Memos. Thank oh, you. It's, it's awful. It's I not ate, good. I couldn't even finish. It oh, was so gross. It's not good. You got. That's for a time later. Yeah, you need to be a little <laughs> a little inebriated to go there. Uh, but. Best breakfast place. Oh, Portage Bay. Yes, Portage you nailed Bay it. You know, Bosco. Sophia woke up early just to come have breakfast. With yeah, us. Uh, <laughs> I love Portage Bay. Portage it's Bay so, so cute, good. especially the one on Roosevelt. It's so cute. Yes, it's a really nice. She spot. just wa- Yes. Oh yeah. Best. Pizza. I don't. I wish I knew. I haven't been to enough mod. Mod pizza, pizza yeah. Mod pizza is easy. It's like a chain. It's yeah. just quick. But I mean, for the quality, I mean, it's what like nine dollars for a pizza, and you get it in like two and a half quick. minutes, three minutes. Yeah. It's super easy, especially just being on campus. That's such an easy one to go get. All right. So since the Av has like so many dirty Asian places, the dirtiest Asian that you'd love. Tiger rest- Room. I swear by it. It's every weekend. The Penang Curry. I would uh, I would give anything to have that curry. It's so good. Ooh, I don't know personally. I like pho. I I mean yeah, I would go with the pho place. Pho shizzle, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Pho shizzle is pretty good. I what like about it. sizzle and crunch? Oh wait, <laughs> wait a minute. How did I skip? Just like before I came down here, we were on the sizzle and crunch grind. I went like four or five times. Oh, I forgot how great that place was. The jalapeno was. Sa- cilantro the, Yeah, they got the jalapeno yeah. cilantro sauce. That That's so good. That's really nice. So, if there's one thing that you can tell a high school student listening to or a parent, if you had to do everything all over again or what you know today, if you would have known that it, 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 two years ago, three years ago, what would you tell a student and a parent? I think don't put too much pressure on yourself because it can be really hard, especially coming from like the Southern California bubble with like, like you mentioned, the sweatshirt schools and everything. You just put so much pressure on yourself to outperform everyone or just to go to like this and that school when you got to like kind of get out your comfort zone. And I think the best thing I ever did was leave and like go somewhere different while I can because I can always come home. But it's like the easiest time to kind of get away and do something different and just I don't know, explore yourself, I guess. You you nailed it. And I haven't even gotten the Trevor's answer because <laughs> Crushed that it. a lot of students or my guests will talk about what they know and they put so much pressure on themselves yeah. and everything always works out. Yeah. Everything, you're going to end up at the school that you're going to end up at. And teachers do it too. Like, obviously love our teachers and everything, but they put so much pressure that like you have to do well in high school. And like my brother's a junior now and seeing him do it and like he kind of struggled his first years just because he wasn't he wasn't really into what he was learning and now he's like gotten to pick his schedule a little more and he's having so much more fun with it and I just kept telling him like Ryan it's gonna be okay like 
just figure out what you like and if you don't do well in the other things like it's okay it'll work out in the end like you get to study what you want anyways like it's okay it all works out yeah trev Mm -hmm. Same question to you. Uh, yeah, I would definitely say like push your boundaries a little bit. You can go definitely farther. Like uh, McGee sent it all the way up from Newport up to UW. I went a nice 30 minutes down the road, but it definitely was much. You can make some, even in some place that's so close, feel very different and distant, especially yeah. from your family. Um, you can make, if that's what you're after, you can also make it as close as you want to. But um, I think it's great just getting out and getting away and being your own independent person. And just trying to like rely on your, your yourself essentially and kind of grow yourself as a person rather than rely on other people to push yourself as much. As you go back into your sophomore year, into your junior year, obviously all the classes are going to be online. You're living in your sorority house and the fraternity house, which is huge. At least you're not at home online. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's your expectation and what just going back online because obviously you finished spring that way yeah right so and i know how miserable sophia was at home spring so <laughs> tell me how you're uh, anticipating this upcoming year I, I honestly think it'll go pretty well i'm excited for the classes that i'm going to take uh especially over spring quarter i think the professors did a great job adapting and like really changing their curriculum to work well online uh, labs are definitely different, but I'm kind of grateful. I don't have to go into a lab for three hours a day and do lab work. That sounds terrible. Um, but it's nice being able to do that online from the comfort of my own like room and desk and down in the libraries and stuff at the fraternity. Um, and I'm actually kind of excited. I think it should be good and it's going to be better. I think a lot of people are still dreading it, but people dread school no matter what. So I think it's the, the best case scenario at this point. Yeah, I... I think I need to do more planning because I think in spring quarter I was just a little overwhelmed just with everything like being online and I wasn't really expecting it I guess um but it'll be nice just because you get to do all the planning on your own like you can get your things done throughout the day and then be like okay I can do school from this time to this time and then do whatever I want it so it's nice having like the ability to make your own schedule and do whatever you want but I will miss getting to just leave the house because I know I can and a lot of others get stuck in the, I don't know, just stuck in the routine of just like sitting at your desk doing work and then being like, okay, I guess I'll just walk around the house, see hi to friends and then go to sleep and just repeating it. So it'll be hard to like figure out times when you can leave and do other things. It's been a pleasure having Trevor and I like how you call her McGee. Yeah, McGee. <laughs> and Taylor on our podcast. Selling and pumping up UW Go Dogs. Yeah. Right? We got football season coming up. Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. Hopefully. But if not, we can always just stroll on the avenue, eat some food. <laughs> right? Before the, before the rain comes, we can you go to the cut. You can go up to the lake. Oh, the yeah. We're going to have to get... We're gonna have to get T to come on our second. I think so. Trip. I think she'd enjoy it. Definitely. Sharing your experiences of UW and helping students and parents uh, talk about the call and search and admission process. So for Fonger News, uh, this is the student manager out.